Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Nothing is an accident, and nothing ever was. Think about that for a moment. Nothing is an accident, and nothing ever was. I learned of a brand new book from Robin Epcarian, who writes for the LA Times. She said this, Sometimes a book comes along that changes the way you think about the world. I'm questioning my acceptance of the word accident after reading Jesse Singer's There Are No Accidents, The Deadly Rise of Injury and Disaster, Who Profits and Who Pays the Price. Around 170,000 people will die by accident this year. I can tell you this because around 170,000 people died by accident last year and not much is going to change, writes Singer. When we call something an accident, we feel better at once, and at once, we fail to prevent it from happening again. I've read the book, I Concur, and this is Jesse Singer. Hey, Jesse, thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you for having me. So you say that more people die by accident in America now than at any point in our history, about 173,000 per year to be more precise. That's the equivalent of a Boeing 747 crashing every day and killing everyone on board. The first thought that I had when I read the book is, I guess it all depends how you define accident, right? Um, Yeah, by pretty much any definition, I mean, the truth is there. Uh, The Centers for Disease Control talks about this as unintentional injury-related death. So not violence and not disease. So this includes everything from traffic crashes to accidental drug overdoses to falls. Uh, A wide category, but it's been rising since 1992. And I'd like to note, since the time I finished the book, new data has come out. In 2020, that total accidental death number rose to more than 200,000. Do you buy into the definition of the CDC that requires intent, meaning unintentional? Yes, I think accidental uh, deaths are unintentional. That's what we're talking about here. But I think uh, it gets a little more complicated when you look at all the ways there are to prevent accidental deaths. Um, And in those cases, we really do see evidence of government and corporate negligence that exposes us to differential dangerous conditions. But I'm confused. If it's unintentional, is it not an accident? Well, the definition of an accident is, is kind of a confusing one. It, it in one means a harmful event and an unpredictable event. So, of course, those two definitions uh, contradict, um, whereas the outcome uh, is either harmful or it's unpredictable, right? So I think it's a word that we use to kind of paper over a lot of things that we don't really want to talk about um, as clearly as we could. But just because uh, the actions of the last person involved were unintentional, it doesn't mean that there's not a huge opportunity to prevent that harm. When it comes down to it, the reason people die by accident is from layered causes, uh, numbers of things going wrong and dangerous conditions that they're exposed to, not just one person doing one thing unintentionally. So, in the end, is all human error really attributable to an underlying unsafe condition? I think often many, many unsafe conditions. In other words, uh, and by the way, I'm an attorney who is a trial lawyer, so obviously a lot of what you've written about made sense to me. What's the notion of human factors and, and how does that fit in your thesis? Absolutely. So human factors engineering is essentially the idea that we can create our built environment to work with how we work. You know, if we tend to trip and fall in a place, then we can build ramps and grab bars in that place. Um, If we have a tendency to speed on wide open roads, then we can build narrow roads that discourage us from speeding. So human factors engineering is about modifying our built environment so that we don't suffer the worst consequences of our mistakes. Is your argument, I'm sorry, go ahead and finish that thought. Well, we're currently in a situation where only some people are protected from their mistakes. Um, Let's call speeding a mistake. And if you take two speeding drivers, one rich and one poor, one in a new car, one in an old car, one of those people is more likely to be protected from the mistake, right? They're more likely to have automatic emergency braking, be less likely to die. And so they're making the same mistake. The issue of personal responsibility is the same, but they're differently protected because we're not regulating their cars in the same way. Why are more black folks hit by a car than white folks? 
So this again gets back to the layered dangerous conditions. It's not simply, you know, a matter of jaywalking. It's a matter of how roads are built differently in different neighborhoods and in different states. It's um, the likelihood of uh, surviving an impact based on the car you're hit by. So we see uh, across the United States different people exposed to different conditions. For example, you're twice as likely to die by accident in West Virginia than just across the state line in Virginia. What's the difference between those two states? Money, um, the poverty rate, the poverty level, how much money is being invested in the roads, the likelihood that people are driving older cars or have access to health care or that an EMT can get them to, to them in time. In other words, in the book, you say the state in America that has the most accidents is West Virginia. Why is that the case? It's a matter of exposure to dangerous conditions. And, you know, those vary. We're talking about huge categories of unintentional injury death here. But when it comes down to it, those states have less tax money to fund, you know, basic services that protect people from all forms of accidental death. You know, whether that's access to health care and how that reduces the likelihood of an opioid overdose or whether that's road repair or the funding of uh, EMT. In other words, it's or, all money. In other words, it's all financial at its core. It's, it's not when I when I read that initially in the book, I thought, well, someone could hear that West Virginia has the most accidents in America and they can conclude, well, perhaps there's the greatest concentration of industry in West Virginia. Maybe it's coal industry driven. You know, it's people working with their hands, people who shower after work, not before work, if I got that right. But you say, no, it's really not that. It's it's a financial component. Yes, because we see this um, down to the county level, um, that uh, economic inequality correlates with accidental death. Um, so it's, it's not, you know, I looked at West Virginia as a state because the comparison is so stark to Virginia, just a few miles away. But um, down to the county level, the, the correlations are there. Um, and another interesting comparison is Europe um, and Japan. You're much less likely to die by accident in Europe and Japan. And that's because people are exposed to less dangerous conditions in those places because there's more regulations protecting people. So right. You say, Jesse, Jesse, you say, by the way, this is Jesse Singer. The provocative book is called There Are No Accidents. You say that this is a distinctly American phenomena that one in I think the number is 24 of us will die by accident. And that separates us from the rest of the globe. Not the rest of the globe, but other wealthy countries by and large. And explain to me why you think that's the case, because they're more heavily regulated than we are. I mean, I think technically it has to do with regulation and the social safety net, whether or not the government is protecting people from harm that corporations can control and whether or not they have the ability to protect themselves, to not take the most dangerous job, to buy a new car, to not live in the most dangerous building. So that's a big part of it. But I also think that there is a tendency um, in the U.S. to see personal responsibility as um, the be-all and end-all of answers to our problems. Um, and so when we see an accident, we say, that person should have done better. They should have been smarter like I am. Um, but when it comes down to it, this is a misleading distraction from our ability to solve the accident problem. Um, well, if somebody, if somebody, Jesse, if somebody, blows, if somebody blows a red light, if somebody blows a stop sign, 
and they unfortunately they they ram into somebody else and they kill that person right that person's family when asked what happened to so and so is going to say they died in a car accident they died in an auto accident what should they say what would you say because i know you've expunged the word accident from your vocabulary i mean i think you would call that a traffic crash you could call that an unfortunate incident, you know, but I, I would like us to focus less on the language and more on our ability to prevent these things. You know, um, automatic emergency braking is a great example of something that could have prevented that person from dying. Um, so rather than focusing on uh, the dr- driver who ran the red light, whether they did it because they were a jerk who was in a rush or a person distracted by a kid in the back seat, if we focus on those behavioral issues, we run into a point where we can't solve the problem. It's really hard to change human behavior, but we can protect people. Um, and automatic emergency braking is a great example. It would have protected people from that death. But I remember, I remember a friend saying to me when I was practicing law full time, doing trial work, doing plaintiff work. And I remember a friend saying to me, you want to create a risk free society, but stuff happens. There's no way you can eliminate this whole realm of our lives. What should I have said to that person? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you on this, um, you know, and I, I, I think you could say that accidental death prevention is simple. I mean, this is not cancer. This is not COVID. We know how to do this. Um, and, you know, again, the example of other countries that don't have our rate of accidental death is a prime example of we simply just need to implement these protections into our society. Um, and, and give up on that narrative that, you know, your, your friend was promoting, that, that some things are just not preventable. Why don't we try? Um, you know, let's do at least everything we can, and then we'll see if that guy's right. Jesse, what's the psychology behind this? If you're right, why are we so quick to call something an accident? I think we're so quick to call something an accident because, first of all, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of horrible things in the world. And so accidents are kind of this category that we've decided we're not going to worry too much about. We're going to call them unpreventable and put them out of our mind. But I think the other thing that happens is that seemingly random harms are scary. And so psychologically blaming someone, deciding that that happened because this person screwed up makes us feel better. It, it is a comforting thought. Um, and the problem with that, of course, is that we've never solved the problem. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say... 
uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set, or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asked them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. What does any of this have to do with the 2004 Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction? Uh, well, it's, it's a lighthearted example. Or, I mean, a not exactly a lighthearted example, but not one of death or injury. But it was an interesting point wherein um, uh, Janet Jackson's clothes were ripped off, and you know she was she was blamed for this. And I think it was a way of you know targeting a, a black woman with what was clearly an accident. And even Justin Timberlake, um, you know, acknowledged this fact that he wasn't blamed for this thing that had gone wrong. She was. Um, now. Is that an accident we need to be worrying about preventing? No. Um, but it is an interesting example about how, how we like to find someone to blame and, um, and who we blame. All right. Wipe the slate clean. Imagine that somebody tuned in late. I want you to hit them with the thesis in 60 seconds of there are no accidents, the deadly rise of injury and disaster. Who profits and who pays the price by you, Jesse Singer? Absolutely. Right now, the rate of accidental deaths in the U.S. is skyrocketing. The people who are most likely to be killed are people living in poverty and people of color. Part of the reason this happens is that we focus on changing behavior and personal responsibility when we look at any given accidental death. And in that process, we ignore a huge potential for prevention. Um, 
what we need to do is create a regulatory agency and expand and refund our regulatory agency so people are better protected and expand the social safety net so people can better protect themselves from harm. We are currently in a situation where we are failing to prevent accidental death in the face of a million options to do so, um, simply because we're thinking about them the wrong way. Is it fair to say that at its core, what you're saying is that we need to focus more on prevention and less the temptation to simply use this umbrella term of calling everything an accident, which implies there was no fault? I think that's exactly it. Um, Currently, there's a a huge amount of money and lives resting on this fact that we find someone who screwed up and say that that was the cause of accidental harm. Um, but there is a huge opportunity for prevention that we're missing. And in, in other words, not, not, enough, not enough analysis that says, hey, wait a minute, something bad just happened here. How do we ensure that it never happens again? If I could leave your listeners with anything, it would be that not that they don't stop saying accident, but when they hear that word, they say to themselves, oh, has this happened before? Could it happen again? Well, what can we do about that? Very provocative. Jesse, thank you. I wish you good things. I'm sorry about your loss. I didn't go into that, but let's let people read the book and fully understand why you got into this subject area, okay? Thank you so much. You got it. Uh, okay, TC, what do you think? What are you, what are you, what are you mulling over as you're listening to that? I'm mulling over everything. I use accident all the time. Of course. I, I know people who have been in quote-unquote car accidents, but it wasn't their oh, fault. I, I think we all know people who, who've been in car accidents and some who've lost their lives. Right. From car, are you less inclined to use the word accident based on what you just heard? Absolutely, you are. I also, I'm wondering all these warnings that we put on things. Is that just a CYA so that when something happens? No, I think she would say that's a positive step. I think yeah, that she. It's, it's, I, I don't think, think she it's would enough. S- I think it's that now that people want to give an excuse, like it wasn't my fault. I'm sure some are listening to this and saying, you know, what are we all going to live in a rubber room? I mean, we got to live our lives. But the argument that does resonate with me is one of it kind of stops the conversation when you hear, oh, it was an accident. Okay, I have this inordinate fear of they were killed by a drunk driver. Here's an example. Okay, because I read the book. I always tell you my inordinate fear. Okay, Um, so I did again. But let me get this (laughs) off my chest or I'll forget because, you know, I'm a dim bulb. So how about the idea that someone's killed by a drunk driver? Right. And we what do we do? We colloquially. Put that in the it was a car accident, you know, killed by a drunk. Truck. She would say, wait a minute. No, no. The technician, the technology exists for an ignition lock. And if we were really serious about taking drunk drivers off the street, you wouldn't be able to operate your car if you were in excess of a point oh eight. Right. Why don't we do that? Why that's don't not we do that. So. So Jesse says that's not an accident. Someone was killed by a drunk driver. Drunk driver uh, should not have been driving, obviously. But why didn't we as a society prevent the ability of that person to drive their car? I think that's a great question. Dan, what were you going to so say? So in the fire service, where I'm a volunteer firefighter in my spare time, uh, we do not call them accidents for many of the same reasons that uh, Jesse alluded really? to. Yeah, we call them uh, all car collisions are exactly that. Uh, it's dispatched as a PIC, a wow. personal injury collision. We never use the word accident because accidents are, for the most part, preventable. Uh, so, yeah, it's always a collision or property damage or something like that. Never an accident. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, if, if nothing else... We've made everybody 
pause and think about the next time that word is going to roll off their lips. And that's why I found it provocative. And I wouldn't have known about it if I hadn't read uh, Robin Abkarian's column on the subject. Hi, it's Michael Smirconish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirconish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today on the air on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.